Welcome to the official podcast of comics here in sci-fi. Brought to you by Crystal Bright Janitorium, The Brand Barbershop, Greco Printing and Imaging, and Able Ideas. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow Comics Beer and Sci-Fi on all your favorite social media apps. Now, on with the show! So, welcome to Comics Beer and Sci-Fi. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, I read your book. Yep. I read your book and I have a lot of questions. I just need to get, let's see. So I see that it is, um, it's for sale in a number of places. I see it's, I, I followed the link in the, in the actual EPUB to author house. So they published you. They did. Yes. Um, and that seems like a, an interesting is so you can get it obviously, um, uh, electronic or, uh, soft cover. You can. So it, it was a night. It was a quick read. I like that it was a quick read. It yeah. was to me. It seemed like um, almost like a, a compendium of comic books. Right. Okay. That that was. I I think your style lends itself to either graphic novels. I'd like to see it in a movie or as a yeah. as a, a TV series or something like that because I think yeah. it would lend yeah. itself to that yeah play a, a script right. Yeah. So I'm actually putting together um, a video trailer at the moment. It's just being made. So, oh, cool! Uh, that will go onto the onto my website. Is it ColinCurtis15.com? Yeah. So right. it's, only, it's only just been launched. So it's very right. As I say, it's being reviewed by all sorts of people. Um, right. It's got lots of advertising about to flip out and everything else, but it's very very early doors yet at the moment. So it takes an age to get right uh, right of course marketing to work and to actually sort of take place you know so you think when you've written a book that everything is is that's it i'm done i'm i've, I've finished my project and the truth is you're probably 30 percent of the way there because right. without exposure you, you're not going to get seen by anyone if nobody sees you nobody right sees you, you know so when you when you release things lots of different people ring you up and offer their, their services to you you know advertising right. advertising me and several of them were coming up with, oh, oh, you wrote this book. I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't write that book, no. Um, so obviously there are, you know, you you can't copyright a name at the end of the day. That your name is your right. name. So, but um, I am. These are things that I'm looking at. It, it's it's all a bit of a learning process, obviously. Right. Um, and I have we talking to lots of people about um, this web searching thing where where you come up on keywords and all this sort of stuff right it's okay cool seo or something they call it where yeah. you're searching them and it automatically links you so we are talking to someone at the moment that's going to look into that and and maybe refine that a little bit obviously right everything's very early days at the moment yeah, yeah yeah so so let me ask you um you're not you're not a teenager no right <laughs> not, not anymore. i mean neither am i but no, no, um no. so what have you uh what how do well let's see let's go backwards let's go backwards um what did you do because this seems like a second life kind of a thing so what did you do in your first life that gave you okay yeah i've lived all over europe to be honest with you um, okay spain germany france uh several marriages <laughs> that happens uh, yeah yeah well hey ho it's all a learning experience isn't it sure 
always been into sci-fi everything from early doors of hg wells and jules verne right the way through to the right. thing alien and, and depends on what type of sci-fi you want because it's a massive yeah. story, you know so um and you know you read you read lots of stuff and i just wanted to give a different take on it to be honest with you and my take on it yeah. really you know a lot of sci-fi is about aliens with big teeth that are going to come here and eat you basically um and i believe and i actually believe this that earth we was actually placed on this earth as a colony of humans as were throughout the galaxy if you've read the book you you understand yeah. i don't believe in the big bang theory in ten thousand years monkeys are still monkeys you know it is a theory at the end of the day so right and i i, I just wanted to put my point of view across that even throughout the galaxy, the most destructive force is humans without, without a right. shadow as they are on this planet, you know, so um, it's a theory, you know, just yeah. like uh, anything else is, but it's just yeah. something I wanted to put down as my take. I believe this book, uh, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm new to writing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I have done some other bits and pieces before, lots of uh, articles, and I did a book about living in Spain because I lived in Spain for quite a long time. Sure. Um, but this is your I, first sci-fi, yeah, absolutely, sci-fi yeah. novel. It's something that I have a passion for, to be honest. You always have. Yeah, had. that's that's important. You write about what you like, or you write about what you love. Absolutely, and as I say, it's a learning process. All the marketing and promotions and everything else that comes with it, and all the different things that people offer you. We can do this, and we can do that. And as a self-publisher, you're you're paying, 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 paying all the time. Right. Um, you've got to enjoy the journey to be honest with you it's not just about sure. in the financial rewards of things I, I don't believe that um yeah everybody wants lots of money of course they do but it's not it, it's more about believing in yourself and and believing in the journey of, of what you're trying to sell to people you know your beliefs right. if you like and that's, so that's so let me so. um let me talk about the book a little bit you have a interesting take on stonehenge yeah yeah definitely there's a lot of history really for stonehenge to be honest with you um these stones that were built in stonehenge were were taken from wales and transported hundreds of miles um right. this has been proven in fact basically like blue stones and whatever sure uh, and you're talking about tons and tons of weight in a time when there was no technology right they're they're like pyramid pyramid of, weight stones we exactly. still don't know how the pyramids were made really exactly. Well, right. exactly. The, you know, okay. surely if there if there'd been, you know, I mean, even if you look at the like uh, times of Egypt and everything else where they worshipped all the gods, if someone come down with lots of technology, and a man in his simple state looked up, he would view them as a god. So to move these stones, if they had technology of ships or advanced technology, they could quite easily move heavy weights of stones. So who's to sure. say that wasn't actually moved by? If, and also in, Stain, in Stonehenge, if you look at the way it's been built, you can see the tram lines of almost what looks like a landing strip that comes up to Stonehenge. And surrounding it are sort of holes. I think there were something like 15 metres deep, or was it or five, five metres across or something that were all filled yeah. in, which could be seen from orbit. So it could be like a landing zone and maybe a staging post for where colonisation began. You know, okay. so yeah. You know, there's a lot of history to Stonehenge. It goes, it goes back something like uh, five or ten thousand years. It's uh, right. Yeah, it's it's very old. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me uh, let me ask you this: because you have uh, you're you're only just now breaking into it. How long did it take you 
to um, go from idea to actually the self-publishing? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question, really. Um, I didn't really think about the publishing side of it to start with, to be honest with you. I just sure. felt that I wanted to create something from my own beliefs, if you like, um, the conspiracies that, and, and you know, yeah. you can look everywhere and find conspiracies sure. from cave paintings to whatever. <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? You know, you look at, look at cave paintings from thousands of years ago, looking up to the sky and things coming down and yeah. but no, I just wanted to um, sort of put my point of view across and I built the story first, really, if the truth's right. known. And I didn't have, I didn't really have an ending to start with. And to be honest with you, I had an idea. Um, and I just sort of built from that and you lose yourself in the story as you have to with, as a writer. Right. Whether you're a writer or a performer, a singer or whatever, if you try to, if you tried to stand on stage and sing a song and didn't believe in what you were singing, the audience would see that straight away because sure, it comes as fake. And I believe in what I'm actually writing about there. So to me, you know, you have to lose yourself and that can take time. Writing can take 10 minutes or it can take 10 months, you know, to, right. to get over certain blocks. But once once I'd actually got the story pretty much together, coming close to the end of the story, then I sort of looked at the self-publishing side of things, you know. Okay. Um, which is a minefield, if I'm being honest with you. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so people think it's very easy. It's really not. So right. So I mean, the um, so did it take you a couple years um, to uh, to do it, or was it longer than that? Or you you had the year. idea, and then eventually you kind of were were pushed in. Probably about a, a year to write, about a year roughly to write the book. I'm okay. not all the time. I'm I'm a working guy, so sure, right. I'm a contractor. I renovate properties for a living, so oh, okay. You, know, you have to pay for everything, obviously. So yeah, right, right. Um, so when I when I found my own personal time, that's when I would sit down and write. So that took okay. me maybe just over a year, and then probably look, started looking into the marketing and and the actual producing the physical book about a, about a year ago, I suppose. Okay. Um, I was uh, funny enough. I was going through my emails, sorting them all out from Author House and all this sort of stuff, and it, I noticed I'd actually first contacted them about twelve months ago. All right. Um, process probably started about nine months ago, but you've got to remember what people don't realize is it's, it's all paying out. You know, you have to pay for promotions, you have to pay for packaging, sure. you have to pay for the book, and although they produce the book and give you a small percentage of each right. book sale. Um, initially you are actually shelling out as a self-publisher obviously right of course so and yeah you've got to get over all the stages of how to get exposure that's the next that's the next step and which is sure. where i am absolutely no that's okay um so uh simon is kind of based on your younger self uh, probably probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no no that's okay that's you know um, you know that's what i am actually i'm a contractor so yeah right that's yeah. that's why I thought that. So it's um, it is a very, I mean it's it's like, it 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 happens really fast, right? It is a quick story, I mean, right yeah. from the beginning, the first yeah. chapter. I mean, a huge amount of stuff. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 and then his adventure. And I'm not going to do any spoilers at all, yeah. unless you unless you want. Um, no, not, not too many. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't want to do any because you talked about in your in the blurb, the blurb actually 
talks about uh let's see simon sets off on a path that will uh that will change he and humanity's existence forever after being kidnapped by an alien race and transported to another galaxy he manages to escape he forms a resistance group and they work to uncover the truth of human origins absolutely now it's like you're you know it's it's simon and then simon gets whisked away and then we learn of his cohorts experience yeah not him and then right, then they yeah. meet up and then the and then rest get, of and then this and what comes, i just read comes, comes together, through so, right yeah I, I think people need to associate and you know feel for certain characters so you can't just drop a character and you have to build a character so, for people to sort of side with them and feel for them and all that right. sort of stuff. so that's right. what it's about really and then obviously he comes back and without too many spoilers he becomes an accidental hero with a bit of a cult following and and obviously he fights back really with the help of other people so yeah 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 it's um you, way, you, so. yeah some of the some of the um the character the um the the character uh villains if you will yep are are very interesting i i i was absolutely and i and i'm i'm not judging when i say this i'm i'm simply feeling that you geared this this story to a certain group of people because and i'm gonna just tell you why i say this you simon drops the f-bomb on almost eight of the first 10 pages and so that really steers the book away from Mm -hmm. the the what to me the core of um people who spend the most money on books or at least libraries which is a, a huge source of of book sales to be honest with you is in the building trade um this is how people talk okay? yeah this, absolutely this, this is reality people don't walk around and go oh my god how are you oh i'm wonderful thank you very much they don't talk like that i'm sorry no they no don't. That's you don't I, have to apologize. I wanted, I wanted to be as true to life. If anything, really, I've actually dulled that down because I'm in the building game and it is very much a, a potty mouth sort of trade, I suppose. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on it because I want people to know this is a an adult yes. novel, right? It's, I wanted to keep it as true to life as possible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite I, easy I guess to cut that out, but you know, I just don't. I think it would take away from reality of what people are. You know what I mean? So oh, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not going to be. Well. Yeah, it's not primetime TV stuff. That's no, not without taking the f words out. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and you say that you know, look at look at Game of Thrones and things like that. There yeah. was a lot of sexuality. Right, and, but that's pay. That's that's pay to watch. Not okay. not over not the air, England. but yeah. I, I will be honest with you. My wife is an Anglophile, and she watches a lot of British television. And okay. British, uh, British television, British, British society is a lot more open to okay. that word as Absolutely. a yeah. regular yeah. expression. So on national television, it's regularly used. Uh, people do regularly use presenters, guests. Yeah, and it's actually accepted after eight nine o'clock at night. Obviously, so right. it's very it's very surprising and at this point now it's just like a um it's like a laugh word when somebody when somebody throws it out there they're doing it for hard emphasis on something and everybody knows we don't have that here but that's okay 
Yeah. I know there's I know there's people who will like to read about this because you do open a lot of a lot of doors. Um, Darwin's theory of evolution uh-huh. shows. I mean, there is there is a certain amount of fossil record, and then there's not. Exactly. Right? I mean, obviously, we know things evolve, of course, but right. You know, did we did we evolve from something that was swimming from a newt swimming in the sea to something else to a monkey? I, I'm right. sorry, I, I really don't buy that. To be honest with you, right? It's just we're we're a standalone species. I mean, there are species that are similar to us, obviously the monkeys and stuff like that. But you know, internal organ wise, probably pigs are, are closer to humans than what monkeys are. If the truth, right? Is. You know, right. I, 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 and that's why I don't, that's why I don't eat pork because they're replacement <laughs> parts and that makes me a cannibal if I eat a pig. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't buy into the Darwin theory and the big bang theory, to be honest with you. I really don't, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm sure natural disasters have happened throughout the decades and, and the millenniums, but I just believe that we were more likely placed here as opposed to maybe, maybe not a very intelligent human when we were put here, you know, because we would have been a slave race, obviously. Um, and we've grown from that and, and moved forward in our own way, I believe. So sure. Maybe, I mean, right. We weren't we weren't it. dropped off here with all the technology. Oh, we were, we were no. dropped off here pretty much naked and hungry. And that absolutely. was it. Yeah. And reliant on whoever put us here, obviously. So yeah, yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm wondering though, your your book, and again, I I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about um, anything other than what's already available from a blurb, but I will say yeah. that the book opens, it basically implies there's going to be more adventures, so yeah. I'm going to ask you, yeah. when yeah. is the next adventure coming? Well, I've already started that, obviously. As yeah. I said at the beginning, I would like to move to a movie sort of thing or TV series. I think it lends itself to that. Obviously, yeah, take the profanities out, absolutely. I don't have an issue with that. Um, And I think that, well, obviously I can't, I can't without giving spoilers say why that would lead to that, but there are lots of open ends at the end. Yeah. You could then explore, you know, and go in, go into other things from the open ends, obviously with the capture of certain people and, you know, that can be exploited and how they rescue and stuff like that. I don't really want to, it's very, it's very easy for me just to sort of talk about it and then, yeah. So oh no. There's. There's. That's why I'm saying. There's a lot of open arcs. There's yeah. a lot of open arcs that would lend that itself was, to this deliberate. episode and this episode and this yeah. episode. That's Absolutely. why I'm that saying, is. from a comic book standpoint, yeah. you could have years of books. Yeah. That this could go, and depending on how it expanded, you could. You know. Um, there. I guess there's a couple. If you really wanted to follow one solid arc, yeah. You could have a main book. And then you could have the individual things, like you say, people who are um, taken away and they uh-huh. have an adventure by themselves. A lot of that is, an espe- uh, a lot of it is all right there, just mm. budding, it's, it's ready quite, to grow it's into quite something. an interesting thought, actually, the comic book side of things. But yeah, I mean... Obviously, Marvel at the moment has had a tremendous amount of success with with all the different spin-offs from uh, right. what I'm thinking of, of uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a mm-hmm. comic book for many years and was never really picked up. And when it was offered 
to some of the big stars, they actually turned it down until until the success of the first one. And then when you look at the follow-ups, that there are so many stars in it, it's incredible. Right. So it just shows that maybe that's a route I could look at going down as far as a comic book and spin-offs, and maybe yeah. some in the future that would cause a pickup for bigger bigger names in the industry should we say it's very difficult sure. to get into the big publishing houses because it's all tied up by the celebrities because they're a guaranteed book sale or whatever right uh, whereas joe blogs if you like the smaller man it, it, they're just not interested in you until unless you sold three or four hundred thousand books or if you right. look at jk rowling was it something like 14 publishers that she approached before she got a deal and it wasn't until she sold three or four hundred thousand books through our own means, that they all then queued up to buy the right. house and everything right. else. Every, everybody wants to be your friend when you're successful. Absolutely, absolutely. But and no, no one wants to help you when you're not. So, right, you, know, you have to make things happen in life. You have to be positive. You have to take a leap of faith, and you have to believe. Um, I'm a strong believer in positivity. To be honest, I think. Negative oh yeah, you, if you what what is how does that go? If you can see it and believe it, you can achieve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you go to work and someone comes in and says, oh, I don't want to be here. I want to go home now. And every 10 minutes, I want to go home now. But within a few hours, you're going to be thinking, you know what? I want to go home now. It's a negativity promotes negativity. Right. As does positivity. And sure. that's how I am. I, I, I do believe I do think you need to invest in yourself. I do do believe you have to follow your dreams. And yeah. So that's what I'm going to do, basically. But I would like to push it to TV and maybe comic book. That's something I haven't thought about, to be honest with you. But that's, that's um, yeah, you know. Yeah, and you can I probably. I'm about. I'm going to suggest. Last week, I uh, I interviewed a um, um, a young comic book artist. I listened, um, to, the, I listened to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And so he had a dream, and he put together a bunch of people, and. That is a that is a doable thing, yeah. right? You yeah. could you could just as easily contact. Um, I believe it's uh, the Joe Kubert School, and yeah. talk to somebody in the administration and say, "Hey, do you have any young artists that are interested in in think, doing something on spec? That way, you can break new artists in. Yeah, we're in a similar boat to yourself, basically, rather than somebody right. who's recognized and has the deal already. You know, so yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no reason why you couldn't drive the. Um, you can drive it, the you know, and then make it a Kickstarter like this. Uh, um, uh, Zach Maroy's did, uh -huh. and everybody knows that if you do a good job, we'll put it together. We'll let the public decide. Yep. And because they'll already know your book. I mean, your book's right there. And exactly. you, you could you could start it up just like that. I mean, I I'm mm -hmm. my life before Comic Experience Sci-Fi. Um, I do software quality assurance. Right. Before that, when I was a young man, I was in the uh I was uh in the uh home improvement business. Okay. I did that for, for quite some time. Yeah. And, and I was in sales for inside sales and outside sales for a long time. Yep. And I always see opportunities. I don't always follow up on them because I'm not passionate about it. But, yep. you know, anytime somebody has brought me something, I, I'm happy to, you know, put it, put together a plan. I can do that. You know, yep. I, I don't necessarily have the time to devote my life to it, but if it's somebody else, 
it's if it's their dream, they can take my plan and and push it forward yeah. and, and move yeah. it out. So I, I always see the possibilities. No, 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 no. And I think you have to take as much help and advice as you can get when you're on the lower rungs of the ladder, should we say to speak? Yeah, right. Because people aren't there in up high looking down to help you. They're just not there, you know, unless you're paying them to come back down the ladder a little bit. Right, exactly. Most people, most people are looking like this or or up. Absolutely. Very yeah. few people look down. You're uh, you're absolutely right. I will say that a lot of your philosophy, your personal philosophy is um comes out in the book. Yeah. I, I kind of I kind of figured um that the things that you, you know, things are going along and a situation resolves itself. And then there's a little bit of philosophy thrown in and then more things happen. And then if there's, uh, there's an opportunity for you to interject your philosophy of, and this is why this happened. (laughs) Ironically, when I first wrote the book, uh, I did actually do have a development edit uh, done. And then obviously you get, I get the option to change or not change. Yeah my initial style of writing was really sort of first person and narrator if you like and and they didn't like that developer editors don't like that because I like to give my philosophy if you like but they say like you know if you're talking about someone that maybe passes out in a room that has to be the end of the conversation because once he's asleep obviously he can't see what's going on anymore right as a narrator looking on you can say he fell asleep and mate boy over there stood up and went over to see how he was you can't so that they had right they made me choose basically between first first person and narration although yeah i still kept a lot of the narration in because i believe that you have to explain things to people you know on the screen everything's in front of you you have a visual um, you know it's, it's there right basically for you to understand you know right when you read a book you, you almost have to explain things like a child to people beca- because they can't see it, therefore they've got to feel right. it. Right, you can't assume they know. No, absolutely yeah. not. If and you want them to can... understand it, you have to tell them. Sure, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Everybody will have their own take on the way they read things, which might be totally different to the way you're saying it. So so a little right. bit of narration, I think, is a good thing, to be honest with you. I disagree with the... Yeah. It is a little bit... Yeah, there. I mean, third third person omniscient is a, is a good narration style because like you say when something happens to the main character when you know we we don't follow them into the restroom we don't we don't deal with them when they're asleep there could be a quick transition but if if you're asleep that's eight hours yeah well stuff's happening man information's gone there's nothing yeah you You gotta you gotta keep people interested in what's happening around them but they would um, say to me, we'll take that bit out because th- they wouldn't know that. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's actually important to the integrity of the story. <laughs> so, right, exactly. So we are fighting a bit of a battle with the editors because they have yeah. their own styles, obviously, you know. So, so now it, with the um, with the ninth colony and the um, the 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 nine pillars and the transition. I'm going to say the I'm going to say the denouement transition of the book opens up now. Yeah. And this may be a spoiler Two stages. Right. There's now there's. And when I say stage, I don't mean partition. I mean, locations. Right. And would 
the new location be the subject for a new book separate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It has to be, doesn't it? So yeah, I, mean, I think it does you, because I think you can bounce backwards and forwards a little bit, you know, because obviously you have the connection. But absolutely exploring new destinations, should we say, and planning. Right, because we we know this much about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. If if we know this much about the first part of the book, the first uh, fifteen chapters, right, and this happened in in the last, you know, it was like oh, that's deliberate. Holy, holy moly. I mean, it was like, it was perfect surprise. We yeah. absolutely needed that to happen. It was completely, con you know, it was yeah. perfectly convenient. And now all of a sudden, I have so many questions about that but other also, location. When you, when you think about that particular passage, if you like, you can now think back to earlier on in the book where similar structures, should we say, were, were around. And it, right. it was, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. So, because it draws you back to what, what happened before. Right. Which makes that more credible, basically. But uh, yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you look into, we've already said it anyway, Stonehenge and stuff, um, you know, there, there is so much there. There was actually a village around Stonehenge where there was lots of little mud houses, if you like. So, if that mm -hmm. was a staging post for colonies, that would be a perfect place to place people. Obviously, you could see it from orbit. It comes down. It's done on the sun rising and the sun dropping on the equinox and all this sort of stuff. So, right. You know, it, there are so many things about that that you could read, basically. And as I say, you would need technology to move that kind of weight yeah. around. It's, again, you go back to the pyramids. How the hell did they put hundreds of tons of stone up so yeah. high with just humans it's just not possible you know yeah yeah it's too hard to explain it's too hard no, to explain so, with, so let me ask you this we couldn't do that today you know so it would be I, well i don't know a lot of those stones at least the way the way they're laid in perfection yep in size and 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 perfection i don't well, think and, and they we had know, the technology the to build a pyramid. They had their own batteries and their own electricity. You know, they, they had a way of creating gas underneath them with water. To, was it hydrogen or something like that? They created, yeah. which made it the first ever battery, basically, which right. could then hold the heat from all the steam and everything else and create electricity in a yeah. time when it can't possibly have existed, you know. So, right. And you have so, to think maybe so, technology, you know. So. I want to just transition off of off of the book for a second and talk about mm -hmm. because of a, a few things that um that you that were mentioned in in our first contact email um i'm wondering if you were given because they're what they're finding is with the new telescope that they put up there that they replaced hubble with and i don't remember what its name is but it doesn't matter um they are finding more and more potential planets that'll hold human life With so let me ask you this planet. let mm -hmm. me ask you this if any of if you had the opportunity if somebody like well i can't i well let me just do it this way without referencing the book if there was an opportunity that a, a humanoid life uh for a would i go that came to the planet and they offered you an opportunity to Absolutely. go see what was out there would you go Absolutely, 100%. Okay. I would bite their hand off. I would take the risk of being eaten or slaved or whatever. <laughs> would you not regret that for the rest of your life if you said no? Really? Um, I, I, I think that I, I think that if I mean I'm a I'm a homebody, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love going to comic cons. I like meeting yeah. new people. I like talking to everybody. Um, and I don't mind a bit of hard work. I mean, that's no problem. You know, um, you can get on one of these ships, go to these planets. And they might have something that will rejuvenate you and make you 20 years old again. See, now that that would completely sell it for me. Yeah, that would completely sell it for me. You don't know if they have the kind of technology that can put you up into space and galaxies. They've got technology that's way in advance of ours that could do right. many things, which we're aiming towards slowly with AIs and stuff like that, you know. So, yes, absolutely. I would go. I'd have okay. to. I would never forgive myself if I didn't. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think it would depend on whether or not I could take my family with me. Well, I'd have to, I'd, I'd have to say goodbye to friends and mum. <laughs> <laughs> Send them a post, maybe get them a galactic phone or something so that I could talk. To them. <laughs> yeah, right. The <laughs> next level Magellan phone that cover that crosses galaxies. That would be great. If that's what we need is a faster than light communication, that would be really Absolutely. cool. I, I, I watched the film. Um, I don't know if you Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah. Uh, which I, I don't think humor really works too much in sci-fi most of the time, like space balls and things like that, a bit ridiculous. Yeah. It ridicules sci-fi. But I believe, I thought Galaxy Quest worked really well and has me in fits of laughter every time I see it, to be honest. Yes, it is very funny. You know, TV, Star Trek type series, and they get taken into, uh, and they actually get thrown into real life thing that's been built around their TV series. Right. Funny, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, of course I would. And I'd I think if you could get out there, you could probably get back as well, couldn't you, to see your family? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you're not enslaved or killed or eaten, obviously. <laughs> Do you, um, I, I know you're, you're traveling around um, uh, east of us. Do you have any plans on coming to the United States for Comic-Con season? I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to, to be honest with you. Um, I know we. I'm booked into the book fair in uh, USA. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the dates are at the moment on all that. Okay. So at the moment, we're concentrating on the London one, obviously, and then there's Frankfurt, I believe, and Beijing. But yeah, of course, I'd love. I've been all over Europe. I've lived all over Europe, as I say. Um, been to Australia. Been 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 to, been to lots of places. Never been to America. And it's one place. One, one thing I've always fancied doing, I watched the film Warriors, you know, where he sits with the bottles and he goes, Warriors, come oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to go down the little tunnel and do that with the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's but great. No, I'd love to see America, absolutely, of course. Who wouldn't? Okay. So I, I, I'm thinking while uh, uh, you, you mentioned um, H.G. Uh, Wells and yeah. Jules Verne, um, now those are 19th century science fiction. They're the granddads um, of science. You, have science you read fiction. any? Um, have you read any uh, 20th century or 21st century science fiction? You no, know um, I mean I've I've read a lot of trailers to lots of different films, and there's a lot of stuff on the internet where you could see, you know, sort of spoilers on films. And where I'm more of a film buff. I've got to be honest with you. Okay. I used to read a lot when I was younger, a hell of a lot, to be honest with you, but because of my schedule of work and everything else and, sure. you know you only have so much time in the day obviously right and I do believe that reading gives you a different feel to a story completely yeah obviously I'm a guy I, I read I read comics I've, I've, all my life we all do don't we you know we all love yeah. but um, I'm more of a film buff so I've, I've seen pretty much well a stack of stuff on sci-fi and you know, okay. horror and all this sort of stuff. So I've always been a massive fan of it. But as far as reading sort of modern sci-fi writers, then I'd have to say probably no, but I have read okay. quite a lot of the trailers. So 
I, I go on a lot of these um, sci-fi groups, if you like, where you where they promote all their own books or their own sure. film. They do short short animations and stuff like that. Some of yeah. it's quite amazing, to be honest with you. Okay. Have but, you had an opportunity to uh, listen to? Uh, I know with your schedule, something that one of the things that I mean, your your book is actually could be the first book book that I read with my eyes as opposed to an audiobook in exactly. years. I did actually think about doing an audiobook. I, I was, um, what I would have liked to have done was, because I approached like local, local theater groups and I was gonna use mm -hmm. maybe like up and coming actors, if you like, to voice right. the parts and everything else. Now with a lot of these companies, when you do audio books, they just want to put one voice on basically to right. go all the way through what, and if I did something like an audio book, it would have to be something like War of the Worlds because it you, you've got to create that drama and, and everything else, right. different voices from, to have the same voice all the way through is, is not Right, there's, there, uh, yes, there, yeah. the, I, I agree. There's, unless, unless the person who's doing the narration has a super wide uh, range. Um, a lot of those, and this is not a plug, but I hear this often, after listening to a book where one person did 20 voices, yeah. they are a member of SAG-AFTRA, which yeah. is the Screen Actors Guild. Um, I do enjoy quite a bit um, a... Uh, um, oh, what's his name? Different people um, bring a different character. A different right, but, but they do... Um, they they do a full a full dramatic company, yeah, uh, and a lot of things, um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of famous stuff, a lot of uh, reboots on certain series. Neil Gaiman um, yeah. reads his own, yeah, because he his voice lends it to it, and he he knows how the character is supposed to sound. I understand but, that, but I've seen a lot of his or heard a lot of his audiobooks where they have half a dozen or a dozen people doing all the voices. One of, one of my best friends owns a studio, so we have the recording ability to do that. Right, then you should absolutely kickstart it and, definitely, and, I would and probably have all the people have to come in and be part of it. And a book. Um, yeah. You would want, you know, I don't want to be talking the female parts. I don't want to be talking. I, I right. No, you definitely want a, a, a female to do the female parts. Even Absolutely. the female aliens, you want yeah. them to do female parts. Maybe put some sort of slant on their voice, isn't it? It's make them yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I, we're, we're coming to a close, but I, I don't want to. Is there anything that you want to talk about specifically that I haven't uh, that I haven't touched on? The, I think it's called the Writers Book Fair. It's a website, writersbookfair.com. There's a yeah. massive going out in a virtual magazine on there as well, which oh, goes cool. out at the end of this month, which is a women's magazine where they've asked me to do an article on how I feel that a woman could empower herself or, or stuff like this. You know? Sure, so, sure. So obviously I did a little article in there and then, and then they're doing like an advertisement, which is like a two-page spread. So I'll send oh, you wow. the link okay. to that as well. Uh, and I'll send you the, the video trailer which i've actually seen there's a couple of things i'm going to get them to tweak but it actually looks really good to be honest with you and it almost right. makes great I want to say well i want to go and see the movie you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know but, yeah. all right so I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot your top five sci-fi movies that you've seen oh um for me i as i said i like i mean obviously there's all the star trek films and everything else but um i like galaxy quest 
to be honest yeah and i i like a little bit of humor because i'm very direct and i have a bit of a right. humor to me um obviously guardians of the galaxy has to be in there you know, okay very funny you know i am group you know what yeah all of them did you by any chance catch the um i haven't seen did, a, did you see the christmas special no i didn't know no see maybe you'll find it on youtube it was so we, actually we, really was really in funny. america was that um it was actually i saw it on um on disney plus right okay so yeah i, I, I haven't got disney plus but i'm R sure but but yeah but you might be able to see the trailer and get an idea it's actually very funny um okay, so. i think they, I, I, uh, I, love, I love all the alien films you know yeah. fantastic, you know prometheus and everything else uh, I like the way they explain the big man in the chair at the end there with Prometheus, which appears in the in the first Alien films, obviously. Right. When I grew up, it was it was films like The Thing and and stuff like that, which was yeah. actually quite scary. As not not so much now when you watch, sit back and watch it now, then maybe not so much. But at the time, it was quite innovative. It's, I think it's because we were glued to a small screen and we were all super yeah. wide eyed checking it out. And when something kind of whoa like that, you yeah. everybody jumped back and had a had a I little remember, I remember watching Friday the 13th um uh, was it where he, come, where, she, where he comes out the lake was it or was it um was it Jason I can't remember anyway I think it was Friday the 13th yeah Jason. Friday the 13th she's in the lake with her hand in the water at the end and my mate said to me don't turn the video player off he said no just wait he said no, don't turn it off yet wait for the credits to go then turn it off because I'm looking for something so I was right on top of the screen and of course <laughs> I'm straight out the water it's like oh my god you know what I mean and it's come back seven foot you know being, uh, yeah you know, you know as i say at the time it was all new to us when it the sci-fi and the horror and everything else but, right uh, exactly yeah it's um it's, it's been quite a ride now, for yeah, sci-fi now nowadays it's all um special effects and uh, animation and and some of that's quite incredible to be fair you know some of the playstation games are out of this world aren't they you know and they, yeah that animation in many films now they can bring back anyone now really it's, you know elvis could be walking around. yeah that's a little just i find that a little disturbing but anyway yeah yeah all right colin it's been a real pleasure talking and, to you um absolutely. and hopefully uh the ninth colony i'm not sure do you have a working title for the next book uh not yet no okay maybe we'll all right well the extra planet but we'll see so all right well uh i'm glad you reached out i'm glad we had an opportunity to do this thank you for um being able okay. to uh thank stay on it. while i was having a little technical difficulty That's and right. um I guess we will talk to you soon. We will. Thank you very much. And I will send you the links on the video trailer and the other bits and bobs. Yeah, and, and maybe your and your Facebook and, and Facebook. any anything else that you want people to look at for social media for you. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. All right, great. Thanks, Con. Talk to you soon. Take care. And you. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the Comics Beer and Sci-Fi Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.